0: Turn with me this morning, if you will, please, to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 2 and verse number 1. I got nothing in the monitors here. Mark chapter 2 and verse number 1. And this is speaking about Jesus. The Bible said, and again he entered into Capernaum. After some days, and it was noised that he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they come unto him, bringing one that was sick of the palsy. Which was born of four, and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sin but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sin. He says to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose and took up the bed and went forth before them, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God. And listen to this, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. We have never seen this before. Amen. Bow your heads and let's ask the Lord for his help here today. Father God, we are thankful today, Lord, for the opportunity to come to the house of God. And we are thankful today for the presence of the Holy Spirit that we have sensed in this place. We're grateful this morning, Lord, that uh, you said when we gather in your name that you are in our midst. And Lord, I pray this morning that we will be touched and changed by the word of God this morning that is ministered here. In my own ability, I can do nothing, but I ask that you would anoint me and that you would divinely give me capability and that you would divinely empower what I speak here this morning. Put your words in my mind, your words in my mouth, your thoughts in my heart. And I pray that those things will come forth under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that they will land upon hearts that are touched of God, touched of the anointing of the Holy Spirit to receive. And Lord, we will give you the thanks and give you the praise. Let your name be glorified and your people be edified in Christ's name. And everyone in agreement said amen. So this morning I want to talk to you about barriers to blessings, barriers that come to hinder the blessing of God from coming into our lives. And this text that I've read this morning or this setting of scripture that I've read this morning, I believe that it kind of reveals to us some some hindrances or some barriers that were overcome in order to receive the blessing of the Lord. The text tells us that Jesus had entered into a city, the city of Capernaum. And the Bible says that after some days, I don't know how long he was there, but after some days it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house. And when people begin to hear that Jesus was in the house, they started coming from every quarter of the city. They started coming from every quarter of the city and coming to that house. And I don't know about you this morning, but I can almost see it in my mind or in my mind's eye. I can imagine the scene. Jesus, when he had entered into the city, he he entered in without fanfare or pageantry. He entered into the city without any sort of grandeur or embellishment. He just slips in unaware and goes into the house in Capernaum. But somehow word got out that he was in the house and people started coming out of the woodwork because they wanted to be in the presence of the Lord. Those who came were expecting to hear a great teacher of the word. Those who came were coming and expecting to see great and mighty miracles or a mighty display of the power of God. Those who came were coming expecting to see something out of the ordinary. They were coming because they were spiritually hungry and they were searching for a manifestation of the presence of the Lord in their lives. And so many of them came, that the Bible says in so much that there was no room to receive them. There was standing room only, people are hanging out the window. People who cannot even find their way inside are gathered at the door just trying to get an ear full of what he is saying on the inside. And in the midst of all of this excitement, In the midst of all of this crowd of people that have come to hear the Lord, in the midst of all of this excitement comes a man that is carried upon a cot or carried upon a bed or a mat. He cannot walk for himself. He is in critical need. He finds himself in a critical situation. He finds himself in need of the blessing of the Lord. He finds himself in need of being touched by the hand of the master. Amen. He is in a critical need. He cannot even get there himself. But thank God he had someone that loved him and cared for him and was concerned about him. And they chose to pick up each corner of the bed or the cot and carry him to Jesus. He is paralyzed. His disability became a barrier. His incapacity and his infirmity became a barrier. His inability to walk became a barrier. The building packed with people Became a barrier. The crowd itself had become a barrier. And the inability to get into the house where Jesus was, was a barrier. The roof, even when they got him to the top of the roof, the roof had become a barrier. One after the other, he is faced with one barrier after another. He is faced with one obstacle after the other. He is faced with one opposition after the other. And those barriers were there to keep him from receiving the blessing of the Lord. This past week, as I was studying for this particular service the Holy Spirit began to speak into my heart about some of the barriers that keep us from receiving what God is desiring to bestow upon our lives. And so this morning, I want to speak to you concerning barriers to our blessings. How many of you know that there are barriers that tend to try to keep us away from the blessings of God. Beloved, we need to understand that we may not be physically paralyzed as this man here in our text, but there are times in our lives when circumstances and situations become a barrier to the blessings that God is desiring to place in our lives. And we also need to understand that some barriers are self-built. Hello? Hello? Some barriers are self-erected. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Sometimes we ourselves create, amen, things that keep us from the very blessings that God is desiring to put in our life. If we are not living as we ought to live, if we are not submitting our lives to Christ as we should, if we are not walking in humility and obedience as we should, if we are, amen, not taking heed to God's word as we should, if we are not right in the sight of God as we should be, then, beloved, we need to realize that we ourselves are erecting our own barriers that are keeping us from the things that God desires to do in your heart and in my heart. Amen. Some of us have built our own walls that are keeping the blessing of God from becoming a reality in our lives. And so this morning, Consider with me some of the things that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart about to bring to you this morning that are barriers to the blessings. It's not that God does not desire to bless you. It's not that God is not desiring to pour out his blessings upon your life, but sometimes there are barriers that hinder his blessings from coming. And this morning, I want to talk to you about some of those barriers. The first barrier that the Lord spoke to my heart about, the first barrier to receiving the blessings of the Lord is simply unbelief. Unbelief. We know that the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 9 and verse number 23, Jesus said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Now stop and think about for a moment what Jesus is saying. He is saying, if you can believe, then all things are possible. But what if you can't or you won't believe? I submit to you that the opposite is true. Hello? Nothing is impossible or nothing is possible. Amen. So let me just tell you this morning, Amen. God is, God is asking us to remove our unbelief. Our unbelief is a barrier to receiving the blessings of God. Our unbelief our failure to trust in the Lord, our failure to believe that God is. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 and verse number 2, God's promise that we may enter into a place of rest still stands. That's what the scripture says. And then in verse 2 it says, we have heard the same good news that your ancestors heard, but the message did not help them who heard it in the past. Why? Because they did not believe. In other words, they heard the same message that we hear. Amen. They heard the same message that God was able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that they could ask or think and they failed to believe it. And because they failed to believe it, they did not receive it. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, our unbelief, our wavering faith is an obstacle and a barrier to God's blessings in our life. Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 12, Paul says, take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you with an evil heart of unbelief and depart from the living God. In other words, he said, be careful. You may think, uh, amen, that you believe in the Lord. You may think that you have it all together, but be careful that there isn't a barrier of unbelief in your spirit or in your heart. Keeping you from receiving what God desires to do in your life. Jude chapter 1 and verse number 5. The Bible says, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. What is that scripture saying? Do you remember when the children of Israel came up out of Egypt? One year and three months later, they are standing at the banks of the Jordan River after they had been released from Egypt's bondage. One year and three months later, they're standing at the bank of the Jordan River looking at the land that God said was there. And you know the story? The spies were sent in, came back, said, yeah, it's a good land, but there are giants over there. And there is no way that we can have that land. And the children of Israel, the Bible said, believed an evil report. They believed they could not have it, even though God had said it was theirs. Hey, I'm telling you, if God said it's yours, then believe him for it. You may not see the manifestation when you want to see it, but if God says it's yours, then, brother, you can take it to the bank. It's yours. Mm. Amen. The Bible says that they turned their back upon the report of the Lord, and they believed not that they could have it. And because of their unbelief, God allowed them to be destroyed in the wilderness by wandering in the wilderness for 40 years until all of that unbelieving generation had died and perished in the wilderness. Beloved, what I'm getting at this morning is unbelief will become a barrier to the blessings that God wants to put in our life. James Chapter 1 and verse 6 says, But let him, let us ask with faith, believing, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like the wave of the sea, Amen, and is driven with the wind and tossed. And he goes on to say that if that is you, let not that man think, that woman think, that they will receive anything of the Lord. This morning... If there is a place of unbelief in our hearts then I submit to you that the thing that you, amen, need to do is get to a place of prayer and allow God to remove that unbelief. Faith comes how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that doesn't just mean hearing the preacher preach. That doesn't just mean, amen, hearing songs of encouragement. It means getting in your prayer closet and hearing a word from the Lord. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I'll tell you this morning, when you get a word from God, when you get a word from the Lord, when you hear in your spirit what God intends to do about your problem, faith will rise up in your heart uh, and faith will carry you through to receiving what God wants you to have. Mm. Mm. Amen. The first barrier, that we need to remove out of our way, amen, is the, the spirit of unbelief. The second barrier to receiving the blessings of the Lord is having a covetous spirit. Now, we, we, don't, we don't want to readily admit that we might have a covetous spirit. Do you remember the story of Achan? You'll find it in Joshua chapter 7. Achan had taken of the very thing that God said belonged to him. When they went into Jericho, they destroyed the city of Jericho. And God said, all of the silver, all of the gold, all of the spoil of the city is mine. You bring it to the house of the Lord. And Achan saw a wedge of gold and saw some silver and saw a goodly Babylonian garment and he took it and he hid it, and he buried it in his tent, all because he coveted something that wasn't his. Something that wasn't his. The story of Achan is an illustration of having a covetous heart He coveted the forbidden thing that God said did not belong to him. He coveted what was not his. And because of his covetousness, the Bible says that the children of Israel were defeated in Ai. Now stop and think about this. They go up against this mighty city of Jericho with great walls, impenetrable. And God brings down the walls and gives them the victory. The next city in line is Ai, and it's just a small little community. They went and sent spies to spy out the land and said, it's not that big of a place. Don't send everybody up there to war against them. Just send 3,000. That'll be more than enough. And 3,000 of the soldiers of Israel went up against Ai and turned around and fled because they got whooped. And Joshua, when he finds out about it, he falls upon his face and he begins to cry out unto God. And he says, Lord, why did you allow us to be defeated? And, oh, God, we're so humiliated. And, oh, God, why did you allow this to come to pass? Why did you give us the victory over in Jericho and you allow us to be defeated? And God said, shut up. Get off of your knees. Quit casting dust on your head. There is sin in the camp. So somebody has disobeyed the word of the Lord and your disobedience in the camp has withheld my blessing from you. Hmm. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but. So understand this morning that covetousness, covetousness, desiring what is forbidden, desiring to have what you should not have, desiring what someone else has, desiring to have more and more and more covetousness will keep you, will keep me from the blessings of God. Luke chapter 12, verse 15, the Bible says, Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. Don't allow covetous spirit." to enter into your heart. He goes on to say, for a man's life consists not of the abundance of the things that he possesses. In other words, it doesn't matter how much you have. That's not how you are measured in the eyes of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9 says, know you not that the unrighteous, listen to this, know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Does that leave any doubt? You you will not inherit the kingdom of God if this describes you. He goes on to say, Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. So understand that if you have a covetous spirit in your life, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You will not inherit the blessings of the Lord. Ephesians 5 and 3, but fornication and uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be named once among you as it becomes the saints. Hebrews 13 and 5, let your conversation be without covetousness. Amen. And he goes on to say, and be content with such things as you have. This morning, I'm just saying that if our heart is filled with covetousness, it is a sin and a barrier to the blessings of, that God desires to put in our life. Number three, the third barrier to receive, or the third barrier to receiving the blessings from the Lord that we desire is rebelliousness. Rebelliousness. Do you remember the story of Jonah? God wanted to use Jonah to bless the city of Nineveh. And God says to Jonah, arise and go to, uh, go to Nineveh. And Jonah said, not going to do it. And he turned and went the other way. It's a preacher of the gospel. Nope, not going to do it. Not going to go deliver the word of the Lord. I'm going to go the other way. I want those people to burn. I want those people to suffer the judgment of God. And the Lord said to Jonah. You know, I'm, I have my ways. I can persuade you. <laughs> Hello? And Jonah went through a great deal of trouble all because of his stiff neck and his rebellious spirit. And instead of the receiving the blessings of the Lord, Amen, he received the, the judgment of God upon his life. I will tell you this morning that a rebellious heart will keep us from receiving what God desires for us to receive. God had to send him to a great deal of turmoil and headache and heartache before the preacher ever learned his lesson. But I will tell you what the Bible says after that fish spit him up on the shore, Jonah made haste and went to Nineveh. Amen. Let me just tell you this morning that God, God does not, God does not want us to have a rebellious spirit. Do you remember, do you remember the story of Saul? Saul is told to go and utterly destroy the Amalekites. And instead of Saul utterly destroying the Amalekites, he, he goes and the Bible said that he saved the best of the sheep and the best of the oxen and the best of this and the best of that. And he kept the king alive. He completely disobeyed God. He just went and did his own thing. After receiving direct orders from the Lord, he rebelliously Amen refused to obey God after God had told him exactly what he expected. And then here's what God said to him. Samuel comes along the prophet and Samuel says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as in the, the iniquity of idolatry. And then God says, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, God said, I have rejected you from being king over Israel. What does that tell us? It tells us that if we want to go through life rebelling against the word of God and rebelling against what thus saith the Lord, there will be a payday someday. And I assure you along the way, it's going to be a barrier in receiving the blessings of God in your life the fifth barrier to receiving blessings from the Lord is a prayerless spirit a prayerless spirit it's amazing to me I mean really it is amazing to me that if we are honest with ourselves we say we believe in prayer but somehow very little of it ever really gets done Don't shout me down. I'll tell you why, because we always find something else that has our attention. We always find something else that we think that we need to be doing. Amen, prayerlessness will be a barrier to receiving from God. James chapter four and verse two says you have not. Why? Because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7 tells us, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you for everyone. Doesn't just mean the preacher, everyone. Everyone that asks receives and everyone that seeks will find and everyone that knocks, it shall be opened unto them. If you're hungry, if you need something from God, amen, don't be prayerless. Your prayerlessness is a barrier between you and receiving the blessing of God. Open your mouth and tell the Lord what you have need of. Ask and knock and seek and just see if God doesn't give you what you're asking for. Hmm. Isaiah 55 and 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 26 in verse number 41, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's where most of us find ourselves. A willing spirit and really weak flesh. Mm, oh, brother Gary, that is good preaching. Romans 12 and 12, rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, and get this, continuing instant in prayer. Ephesians 6 and 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Philippians 4 and 6, be careful for nothing. In other words, don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. All of these verses are telling us that it is God's desire to bring blessings into our life, but we choke out the channel of blessing when we neglect to pray. When we neglect to pray, it is a barrier to the blessings that God desires to give. The sixth barrier, the sixth barrier that the Lord spoke to my heart about in receiving the blessings of the Lord, the sixth barrier that keeps us from receiving the things God desires is unforgiveness, unforgiveness, an unforgiving spirit. What is our first inclination when people do us wrong? The majority of the time is, bless God, your day is coming. (laughs) And it will happen when you ain't even thinking about it. I mean, we want to retaliate. We want to respond. We want to get back at them that's the flesh that's the nature of the flesh this is what jesus said on the cross about those that crucified him he says in luke chapter 23 and verse 34 father forgive them for they know not what they do He couldn't do anything about it, Brother Gary. I beg to differ with you. He could have called 12 legion of angels. He could have called 12 legion of angels and utterly annihilated them. And yet he chose to forgive. That same Jesus says in Mark chapter 11 and verse 25, when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against anyone. That your Father, which also in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. And then get this. If you do not forgive, he says, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your sin. I said, unforgiveness is a barrier against receiving the blessings from God that we need in our life if we do not have that same kind of spirit ah, we need to pray and say lord i need you to change some things in my life so that i may be more like jesus because i don't want unforgiveness to be a barrier in my heart number seven the seventh thing that the Lord spoke to my heart about. And these I, there are lots of these things I could speak on this morning. These seven things are the things that I feel like the Lord specifically spoke to me about. The seventh thing is a critical spirit. A critical spirit. A critical spirit will keep you from receiving the blessings of God. Have you ever met someone that was critical about everything and everyone? I call them brother and sister better than you, and they can't be pleased about anything or anyone. The preacher's too loud. Wish he'd settle down a little bit and just kind of teach and talk to us. And then if you know, if if you just teach and talk, I wish he'd get fired up a little bit. It's too hot in the church. It's too cold in the church. I don't know why pastor put them in charge of the Sunday school department. I don't know why that couple. I don't know why they can't be to church on time. (laughs) Well, who died and left you in charge? Why are you so concerned about things that don't concern you? Oh, my. Because you have a critical spirit because you have a critical attitude, amen, the question, why can't we stop being critical of everything and everybody is because, amen, if we are that way, it is stopping up the blessings of God in our life. James chapter 5 and verse number 9 says, brothers and sisters, here's, now get, this is the God's word translation, brothers and sisters, stop complaining about each other, I could drop the mic. <laughs> Stop complaining about each other or you will be condemned. Realize that the judge is at the door. James chapter 5 and verse 9 in the New King James says, do not grumble against one another. It's like, it's like devouring each other. Like I grew up on a farm. You have one chick... You know, in the in the whole pen with all of the chicken, you have one chick that's a little gimpy. And every chicken in that pen will pick at that one gimpy chick. They pick on the weak. And, and until they just pick it to death. Sometimes the body of Christ is just like that. We pick at each other and pick about each other until we pick each other apart. And that is not biblical. It will hinder us from receiving what God desires to do in our life. I believe that God is desiring this morning. When I was studying this word, amen, you know, the only thing that really, really came into my heart in such a magnificent way was that God is wanting to do some things in my life, in your life. God is wanting to do some things uh, and bring some blessings that we have not yet walked in. Amen. And there are some things that are hindering, amen, that blessing from coming into manifestation in our life. And brother, God is asking us, amen, to look and examine our heart and make sure that there is no prayerless spirit and there is, amen, no no uh, a critical attitude and that there is no thing that would hinder him from pouring out his blessings in our life. Hmm. And so this morning I ask you, are we here in this place dealing with an unbelieving heart? If so, it will hinder from keeping the will of God and keeping the blessings of God coming into our life. Are we dealing with a covetous heart? I wish I had what they had. I wish I had what they had. If I could only, if I could get this, and if I, no, stop that. Be thankful for what you do have. Be thankful for what you do have. And just see if God won't add more to you. Are we we continually walking with a stiff neck and a rebellious heart? I know what the word of God says, but bless God, I'm not going to do it. Watch out. Watch out. Rejecting the things of God will be a barrier in your life to receiving his blessings. Is there an unforgiveness? Do we have a critical attitude We need to realize this morning that all of these things are not only sin unto us, but they are an absolute hindrance in the things that God wants to do for us. Bow your heads, please, this morning. Barriers to blessings. Father, I am so grateful this morning, Lord, that you have given me anointing to speak what we have spoken here this morning. And, Lord, I ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to just to take the words that I have humbly tried to pass on to the hearer. I pray this morning, Father, that you will allow the Holy Spirit to let the Word of God penetrate hearts, turn your light upon us break up our fallow ground the areas lord that we may find ourselves that we may find ourselves in those things that are barriers that are hindering you from doing what you desire to do in our life i pray lord you will reveal them to us that you will help us to understand that those barriers are the very thing that is robbing us of your blessings. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Are you here this morning and you would say, Pastor Gary, your message touched home in a few places in my life. Yes, 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 yes. Your message touched place in, a, in my life. I realize there's some barriers that I've erected my own self that are keeping me from enjoying God's best. If there's anyone else, just say, yeah, Lord, that's me. Anyone else, yeah, Lord, that's me. Stand to your feet. Hands have been lifted widely across the building this morning. Let me pray with those as we are being dismissed and before they come and sing another song of worship as we close. Father, I pray for these that have lifted their hands. Break down the walls. Break down the barriers. With a shout of praise, Lord, we've been revealed those things in our life. And now, Lord, we just ask you to break down those walls, those barriers. We sing, I surrender, not, all, not I surrender some. But Lord, we surrender every area of our life unto you. Have your way in our heart. Take away that critical attitude. Take away that unforgiveness. Take away that prayerlessness. Take away, I pray, God, those things that are hindering the unbelief. Remove far from us the hindrances that are hindering the blessings of God from coming as you desire to give. I ask in Jesus' name, in every heart and in every life, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.